The Indianapolis Colts were not supposed to be here. Almost universally predicted to be a bottom five team before the season began, the Colts are now just one win away from punching their ticket to the postseason. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, all right. Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your first purchase. What's up, everybody? This is Jake Arthur from HorseshoeHuddle.com. And today we're doing a little reflecting. We're doing an appreciation show, I guess you could say, uh, for what the Colts have done so far this season. One game left, it ain't over, uh, but safe to say at 9-7, and seven, a lot of us did not expect this. Uh, I will say, you know, before the season started, I thought, you know, seven, eight wins max, probably not going to make the playoffs, maybe sniff wild card contention. Uh, but here we are again. They have one regular season game left. And if they win it, they're in the playoffs. If they win and the Jaguars lose, they're AFC South champs. Uh, again, people around here, around Indy, even we didn't really expect that. People nationally, especially, didn't expect that. So, uh, we're just going to kind of go over, you know, how they defied the odds to get to where they are today. Uh, so, again, nine and seven record. Uh, they secured a winning record last year. Not so much. Uh, four, 12 and one. Uh, it was it was a disaster last season. As we all remember, you guys hung with us strong throughout the, throughout that entire mess. I mean, Jeff Saturday was the interim head coach. He had thousands of people on a petition begging Jimmer say not to hire him. Uh, you know, they, they had the nice win against the Raiders when he first came on board, but that was it. They had the historic collapses against the Vikings and the Cowboys. Uh, it was not good times. Uh, Jim Ursay was the meddling owner, uh, re really got kind of a stain on his name for a while that, you know, he, his public reputation is still kind of being rehabilitated from that. But it was not good this time last year. Uh, and then by the time the season wrapped up, Chris Ballard, uh, was the GM who avoided to or uh, managed to avoid termination. I uh, know Frank Reich was obviously dismissed, but Chris Ballard was retained. You know, he was not let go, but all assumptions were that he was on thin ice and that the seat was very hot. Um, during the offseason, they kind of they, they took a big step. Number one, they had an exhaustive search for a head coach, finally getting Shane Steichen. Uh, they went over a dozen candidates on their list. They interviewed uh, pretty much all those players, except for D'Amico Ryans, who they'll be facing off with this weekend. Uh, they had second rounds of interviews, third rounds of interviews, just a huge exhaustive search that ran uh, basically to the Super Bowl. Um, but they, a, a big, a big step they finally took was finally conceding that they were not just one proven veteran quarterback away from being back in the postseason, back uh, competing for a deep playoff run, they, they took a look in the mirror and realized they were not that close. Uh, so whether you want to call it a retool, rebuild, whatever, it was the biggest changeover we've seen from this team in, in quite some time since they shifted over from, you know, Chuck Pagano to Frank Reich and kind of switched systems everywhere. 
Um, but you know, they, they, a couple things they did that really reflected that was they allowed Stefan Gilmore, uh, to be traded out of there to go to a more advantageous situation. Uh, he went to Dallas, you know, a contender. They obviously have uh, Super Bowl aspirations. Uh, Chris Ballard had to kind of convince DeForest Buckner to believe in the process. You know, they they let Gilmore go, but they really wanted to keep, you know, some of the, that veteran presence around. Uh, so Ballard basically told Buckner, you know, just trust me, trust the process there. Uh, but they got their, they did all that. They got their head coach in Shane Steichen, who uh, they, they basically referred to as an offensive genius, an offensive wonderkind. Uh, they knew they were going to have to go young at quarterback as well. Finally, they, they were not going to be able to play around with the position. They needed to find uh, that long-term answer, ultimately drafting Anthony Richardson, uh, number four overall. And he did get hurt early in the season, uh, ended the season uh, prematurely, yes. But I think everyone can say that he was further along than a lot of people anticipated, uh, was better as a passer obviously showed off how dynamic he could be as a runner. Um, but still, all those things, there were really no expectations, uh, especially from the outside. CBS Sports and the 33rd team projected them with a 4-13 and record this year. Fox Sports said 5-12. and uh, ESPN and Pro Football Focus both ranked the Colts 29th in their preseason power rankings. You know, right there, bottom five team, bottom of the league. Uh, NFL.com and Sports Illustrated, same thing. They said 27th. Uh, so even though people closer to Indy probably had a little higher expectations knowing some of the talent that was still on the roster, really no one expected them to be where they are today. Uh, but again, now they're here. They've already secured that winning season again at 9-7. and seven. They're one win away from the postseason for the first time since 2020. Uh, if they do win, it'll be the third time just since 2018. Uh, so this is a big deal. They, they haven't won the AFC South either since 2014 with Andrew Luck. So Saturday is a big game, uh, arguably the, the biggest game for the Colts in a couple years. Uh, but I think there's reason to be more optimistic this time around. You know, back in 2021 where they had a couple win and you're in scenarios uh, for the playoffs but choked on both of those those teams did not have great momentum really like that. You could see the cracks guys were getting injured. It was, you know, there was a lot of COVID fallout there. This feels totally different. Uh, so again, kudos to, to this team and, and what they've done to this point from ownership, Jim Ursay, Chris Ballard, Shane Steichen, especially, and, and the guys on the field, they, they're the ones that have to make it happen. Uh, so here in a minute, we're going to dig into, First, we're going to get into more of the mess. We're going to root into the problem and see how ugly it was before ultimately seeing what went right and how they got here. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're actually going to have. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy because everyone knows if you get somewhere and your seat's stuck and there's a big pillar in your way, that's kind of a waste of money. Uh, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Plus, you could buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just a couple of taps and you're all set. They get sent directly to your phone as well, so you're not sitting there in line at the ticketing line with a bunch of angry people behind you. They're right there uh, ready for you to be scanned. 
Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And if you've been living under a rock, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports twenty four seven streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows that cover every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. If you just hang tight after this, it's actually going to redirect you right there. Uh, so let's uh, let's relive some drama and uh, some things that made us want to hide under a blanket in the dark, because it was not always chill times being a around the Colts just a year ago, really. Uh, you know, let, let's fast forward. We kind of took you through the Jeff Saturday stuff, the exhaustive head coaching search and into the draft. You've got this optimism going into training camp, but there's this big cloud, the Jonathan Taylor drama hanging over the team. Uh, so he is dissatisfied with his contract. He's going into the final year. Running backs are underappreciated and he needs some security. Uh, upset that the Colts really haven't even come to the table for contract negotiations. Uh, the Colts' stance is basically we won four games last year. We have a new head coach. Let's let's evaluate our roster before we're going in and signing guys to new long-term deals. Uh, so two sides just really stuck in their ways and unwilling to move. Uh, obviously got ugly. There was you know, traded words back and forth between Jim Irsay and uh, Jonathan Taylor's agent, Malky Kawa. And the whole thing just it, it people everyone had to kind of run wild with it essentially because I mean this whole time there's rumors and reports coming out about the situation and Taylor just won't talk. Uh, a lot of people talking on his behalf, making reports about what's going on, but he just won't come out and clear the air. Um, eventually, you know, he he reports back to the Colts. Uh, with the the ankle injury that lingered and lingered for months longer than it was expected to. He did start the season on the physically unable to perform list, uh, missed those first four games, uh, but he came back and the Colts, you know, decided to work with him. Uh, three years, $42 million contract. It all just seemed to kind of erase itself within the matter of a couple of days, the whole drama, everyone kind of saying kumbaya and, here he comes back. So again, he did miss the first four games and he's missed seven altogether because uh, he did have to have that, that procedure on his thumb recently. Um, but that was, that had to be something that had Shane Steichen pulling his hair out because we in the media, we had to ask him about it all the time. Uh, we had to get regular updates about it because that's, you know, other than Anthony Richardson, that's really all anyone could talk about or, or, or ask because it was the biggest mystery on the team. Uh, so you have that. The season starts. Anthony Richardson is your starter. Uh, you see the potential of the offense, how dynamic it can be. Uh, he has a couple big performances early on. Uh, he has, you know, the 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 first quarter against the Texans. He has the two uh, like fifteen plus yard touchdown runs. He has the game against the Rams where he's making all these incredible, improbable throws. Uh, but then the game against the the Titans. He is tackled on his shoulder onto the Lucas Oil Stadium uh, turf and suffers an AC joint sprain that requires a season-ending procedure. So a promising rookie year pretty much done before it even fully gets started. I think 
him and Jonathan Taylor were on the field together for a grand total of like two snaps. I think it was. So you draft Anthony Richardson and then you extend Jonathan Taylor dreaming of pairing them together for the long term. And then they're, you know, the whole, the whole dream is dead right there before it really gets going. Uh, injuries in general have been a problem this year. So Richardson, obviously on IR Jelani Woods uh, was a big breakout candidate this year. You know, a lot of people thinking, what can Shane Steichen do with a physical freak like Jelani Woods? Woods hasn't played a snap this season and isn't going to, uh, unless something happens in the playoffs and he he magically starts coming along. Uh, he had a hamstring injury that has has nagged him since the off season. Uh, so hopefully that guy can get right and come back strong next season. Um, but definitely one of the most disappointing what ifs of this season, I think, to this point. Uh, Ashton Doolin. Would have been like wide receiver five, but probably your best special teamer at the same time. Uh, he tore his ACL, I believe it was during the preseason, so he was not able uh, to see the field this year. Dallas Flowers uh, came out there. You know, you have this Isaiah Rogers stuff, which we haven't even mentioned. Isaiah Rogers gets suspended indefinitely for uh, sports betting before the season begins, so it forces Dallas Flowers into a, a starting role at outside cornerback, someone who only played a couple games on defense last year and looked real bumpy, uh, to say the least. He comes out and plays pretty solid. Uh, plays like, you know, a, a confident, capable cornerback. But then he tears his Achilles and goes out for the year as well. Uh, and then Julian Blackman just recently, a couple weeks ago, uh, injures his shoulder and goes on IR. So, Injury season-ending injuries to important players has been something that Colts have really had to overcome. Uh, you look at Shaquille Leonard; he was back, but is he really back? Uh, never really quite looked like himself. This is a guy who was always so dynamic, uh, so good at creating the big plays that no one else could force on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but in nine games, he had sixty-five tackles and two for loss. Normally for him, you'd see at least a few forced fumbles, a couple interceptions, some pass breakups, multiple sacks. We didn't see that from him. Uh, there was a couple times where he would sniff a play out in the backfield, maybe a screen pass or something, and got to it early. But overall, he just never really looked like the maniac. And for guys making nearly $20 million a year, the Colts ultimately had to make a decision. Uh, they were going to sit him for the remainder of the year, make him inactive, uh, but decided to you know, wave him, let him go and you know, catch on somewhere else. And he did ultimately go and pair up with the Eagles, Nick Sirianni, the former uh, former offensive coordinator here. Uh, so hopefully things go better for him in Philly than they did this year with the Colts. Uh, but that was an abrupt end of a relationship that I don't think anyone thought would come so soon. Uh, so that was pretty surprising. It's suspensions galore this year. Mentions Isaiah Rogers already. You've got Tony Brown and Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, they got suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. Uh, Al-Kadeen Muhammad, PEDs. Uh, Grover Stewart was the biggest one, though. Six games for performance-enhancing substances. And the Colts suffered without him greatly. Uh, in those six games that he was gone, they allowed over 150 rushing yards on the ground per game. Uh, they managed to kind of weather that storm, but it was not pretty without him out there. Teams knew exactly where to go, and they did it effectively. Uh, so. That's a guy coming into free agency this this coming offseason. Uh, he was suspended, but I think the Colts stuck up for him, and I think they really saw the value uh, of him. That's a guy who 
in his absence really seemed to see his value increase. Uh, just like, you know, a, a Michael Pittman Jr. against the Falcons earlier this year. Uh, so that was a big one. Six games right in the middle of your season. That could be a really, really rough stretch to kind of weather. Uh, but the Colts managed to do it. The cornerback group in general, I mentioned Isaiah Rodgers. I mentioned Dallas Flowers. But one of the biggest injuries they had this year was rookie Juju Bretz. Uh, he came in after the first one or two games of the season and really started to, to get into his own, became a starter, was playing really, really solid football. Uh, and then against the Browns, he got a quad injury that lingered longer than I think the Colts expected it to. I think he was out like maybe six, seven weeks, wound up being five or six games. Uh, and the Colts struggled initially without him that next game against the Saints. They had Tony Brown fill in on that outside slot and the Saints smelled blood in the water. They uh, they went and attacked Tony Brown and it's one of the biggest reasons they won. I, I don't. I don't know that the Colts would have won with Juju out there, but I don't think it would have been as ugly because uh, the Saints really, really controlled that game. Uh, things did settle down after that with, you know, the Colts kind of found their uh, found their footing, had some advantageous matchups after that Saints game. Uh, but the Juju Brents injury in the middle of the season turned out to be a really rough one as well. Uh, and then the offensive line, you know, when, when Shane Steichen came in, he – you know, expected to have Jonathan Taylor. He knew he was getting a top five pick they could use on a quarterback and an offensive line that really started to look a lot better in the second half of last year. Uh, but again, you fast forward to now and the offensive line has been really, really good this season. But the normal starting five of uh, Bernard Ryman, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Will Fries and uh, and Braden Smith has barely played together this season. Just a few games, it seems like. Uh, so you've got Ryman has missed two games, Kelly has missed three games, and Smith has missed seven games. Uh, Smith just finally came back from an extended period where he was gone for a few games. Um, so, again, the Colts have – I don't want to say dodged a bullet because they've made sure their offensive line is pretty good and they've got good players on it, but it could have been a lot, lot worse. Uh, there have been some poor offensive line games, but in general it's been a strong part of, of the season. Uh but yeah, for their starting five to barely play together this year and to not be an absolute disaster of an offensive line like they were early last season, uh, that's that's really, really been a blessing for them. So now that we've kind of painted the picture of ugliness, uh, here in a minute we'll go ahead and get to what has gone right. How have they been able to overcome all of that junk? The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you guys get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's a ton of different ways to bet. You know, not everyone likes to just do over-unders or take the spreads, whatever. Uh, they've got live same-game parlays. Uh, and then you find bets in the new Explore tab. Find what really suits you. Uh, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. Uh, which is really the best way to find popular parlays and more. And that's really where the money seems to be at lately. You hear a lot of people talking about their parlays and now they've won X amount of dollars doing it. Uh, so go to FanDuel and get in on that action. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, guys. So what has gone right this year? How, despite all that stuff I just described, how are they nine and seven? How are they a win away from the playoffs and potentially being AFC South champions? 
Uh, so all that adversity has really created a team that has learned how to win by any means necessary. You look at their nine wins and it feels like none of the nine are the same. The recipe for how they did it, it does not seem the same whatsoever. Um, you know, hard, easy, pretty, ugly field goals, defensive touchdowns, special teams touchdowns, no defense at all. And it being all offense, like they've won in such a variety of ways, it seems. Um, we've learned that head coach Shane Steichen is legit. Uh, he is coaching a team right now of prepared, mentally tough players, which looking at the previous year and a half before that, the Colts really became a team that totally just kind of wilted and, and floundered. You had all those no-shows. It started at the end of 2021 when they had those two win and end games that they just totally melted down. Uh, the Raiders and Jaguars at the end. And then they had, you know, the beginning of 2022, the Jaguars. We know how the beginning of 2022, when it went so poorly, it got Frank Reich fired. Uh, but that was a team for that year, year and a half that just was routinely undisciplined and did not show up to play. And this group led by Steichen just seems totally different this year. Now, when they lose, they seem to lose big. You know, they do have the games like the Bengals game, the Falcons game, uh, the Jaguars game. There has been some have been some games where they've just been totally outplayed. Uh, but it, it's very rare and few and far between that it's a team that just doesn't get off the bus, if you guys know what I mean. Um, so that's really refreshing to see. And that is how they are here. Uh, again, it's a team that's learned to win in a variety of different ways. And when you get to January, that's really going to matter because let's say you're a strong run team and that's really how your bread is buttered. But then you get to January and a team loads up the box and stops you. You know you have other things to lean on uh, and other ways to win. Uh, this Again, this team is really resourceful. They were a top 10 scoring team for the vast majority of the season up until recently. Uh, they were the last team in the league to score at least 20 points in each game. That that went several weeks, well into halfway of the season. Uh, they've had three overtime games this year. They're two and one in those games, and they're six and two in one score games. Uh, so it's not really a team that can climb back from a big deficit. We've seen that. The Anthony Richardson team, probably. We saw that like with the Rams. Uh, the Rams had a big lead that, Richardson was able to nearly bring them back to. But if you get far ahead on this team, Gardner Minshew ain't really bringing you back, <clears throat> which is why they've had so many of their wins have been close games, and they've been able to take advantage of those ones. Uh, but some things that have really helped this year, we talked about the Jonathan Taylor drama. Zach Moss had his own injury issues coming into the season, missed the first game of the year because he broke his forearm in training camp. Uh, but he came in and just went off early. Um, it was just, it was just insane to see considering, you know, the offensive line wasn't proven yet. There was no Jonathan Taylor. Anthony Richardson was in and out of the lineup, but through the first 10 weeks of the season, Zach Moss was the number two rusher in the league, uh, behind only Christian McCaffrey. And that, that seems insane to say. Uh, so with Jonathan Taylor out and then getting reacclimated in, they had Zach Moss to lean on, uh, which was huge. And then again, what went right, Jonathan Taylor, that situation got resolved. Uh, again, three-year, $42 million deal. Uh, money seems to repair all, all relationships when it comes like that in sports. Uh, Garter Minshew is not Anthony Richardson. Uh, he has his bumps, but I think he's gotten better in some key areas lately. 
I don't feel like he's taking as many just insane sacks. Like you could still blitz him and get home on him, but like I feel like he's getting out of pressure a little better and he's not turning the ball over nearly as much as he was early in his stint as the starter. Uh, he appears to be one of the better backups in the league, if not the best, which still that's not that's not what you want like for a full-time starter, but he's doing his job. The Colts starting quarterback went down and he is now your primary player. Uh, he's putting up, you know, adequate numbers. Uh, he's averaging about 200 yards per game passing and he has 18 total touchdowns to 14 total turnovers. If you've got a strong roster outside of that, you can weather that. You can get to nine and seven like the Colts are now. Uh, so it makes you wonder what would they look like if they actually had a dynamic offense with Anthony Richardson? Sure. Probably another win or two, perhaps. Um, but nine and seven is great. You're knocking on the door of the playoffs. And Gardner Minshew has done his job. Uh, so that's been, he, Minshew is definitely something that's gone right for the Colts. Uh, because if you lose your starting quarterback, a lot of time your season is done. Uh, but teams like the Browns, teams like the Colts have been able to kind of weather that storm. Uh, the depth at several positions that was thought to be perhaps weak or got injured uh, throughout the season, the depth there, some of the unexpected depth has been really refreshing. Uh, on the offensive line, I mentioned the injuries to guys like Ryman, Kelly, and, and Braden Smith. But Wesley French has been really solid filling in for uh, for Ryan Kelly this year. And then Blake Freeland. You don't really expect the rookie offensive tackle to play as much as he had. Uh, but I think the guy started like eight or nine games this year, primarily on the right side for Smith. Um, he hasn't been great. Like he's definitely been better as a run blocker than a pass blocker. Um, but I mean, you weren't expecting to play him much this year. You, you, he wasn't supposed to be a finished product yet. So He's been playable. He's shown signs that he's he could definitely be your swing tackle of the future when either of your guys go down. Um, but he he's been playable. It's it's been fine. Okay, uh, and then you got tight end as well. This group looked like it was going to be stupid deep if everyone was healthy. You know, Jelani Woods, Drew Ogletree, Mo Alleycox, Kylan Granson, Will Mallory, the rookie. Uh, it just has not panned out that way. We obviously know. Drew Ogletree has been in and out of the lineup with injuries, and now he has the arrest for the domestic violence. And uh, that's turning the page on that, it, it certainly seems. Kylan Granson has been pretty steady. Uh, Will Mallory has picked up definitely more and more as the season's gone on. Uh, other injuries, uh, injuries to other tight ends has lent itself to him playing more, and he's really responded well. We talked about him recently. He catches everything, and he – He's been the most consistent, solid tight end for the last several games, it seems. Uh, so Granson and Mallory have, have definitely been big. Mo Cox doesn't catch everything, but he has improved himself as a blocker compared to last year, and he's made several big plays this season. Uh, so, you know, is, is his contract still too big for his level of performance? Yes, but he's turned himself back into being a positive player again. Uh, so the depth there has really stepped up because they've needed each guy to kind of pick up something extra at some point this season. Cornerback has been a really bizarre situation, and it completely seemed to flip over from last year. Again, Gilmore traded to the Cowboys. Uh, Dallas Flowers goes down. Isaiah Rogers gets suspended. Now he's with the Eagles. Um, you're looking at a, a seventh-round rookie in Jalen Jones who's had to start all year. Uh, Daryl Baker Jr., who was, you know, like a second-year undrafted free agent, 
he was one of the darlings at training camp, but then got off to a really rocky start at the beginning of the season, uh, smoothed things out midway through, and has been a decent player overall. Um, Daryl Baker Jr., Jalen Jones, those guys really stepped up during the Juju Brents uh, injury that I mentioned. Uh, so you got to give those guys a round of applause. Juju Brents himself uh, has been very worthy of, of his draft selection, second-round pick. Uh, really, really solid player there and is is now your best outside cornerback, which is what you hope to see. Uh, pairing him with Kenny Moore has been a really positive development for the Colts. Uh, and then it's safety. So this, this is not how you expected it to go this year. Rodney Thomas seems to have kind of taken a step back in performance, and he was recently uh, benched in the starting lineup for, uh, I guess you could call it Nick Cross now. <laughs> the Colts kind of got weird with their, their safeties. Uh, so Julian Blackman injures his shoulder, goes on IR. Nick Cross had been rotating with Rodney Thomas in recent weeks. Uh, Gus Bradley decided to kind of pull things out. Blackman goes out. New strong safety is Ronnie Harrison, at least for what we just saw in this last game. Nick Cross is your new free safety. Uh, so the depth there has been surprisingly good as well. Nick Cross has been a very good player, uh, built on what was a really solid training camp for himself. So that was that was been good. We mentioned the Shaquille uh, Shaquille Leonard stuff. He was not himself, but luckily EJ Speed came in and has become a really, really, really solid linebacker. Already last year, playing in a limited role as the same linebacker, he was one of the best run-stopping linebackers in the NFL. Uh, and now, 89 tackles on the season. He's led the team in tackles a few weeks in a row. Uh, he's got 10 for a loss, which is tied for the team lead. Uh, three forced fumbles on the season, and then Pro Football Focus has credited him with 43 stops, which is basically a forced failure of the offensive play. Uh, so really big season for him to pair with Zaire Franklin, who is someone who has broken out and broken the team's single-season tackle record two years in a row now. Uh, so the Colts are uh, – it's it's a bit of a pleasant surprise that you lose a guy like Shaquille Leonard, how you did, and then you've got these two other guys that have stepped up so well. Uh, and then last thing with the Grover Stewart absence, you know, six-game stretch, they allowed everyone and their grandma to run on them. Again, over 150 yards on the ground. Uh, but they actually went four and two in that stretch without him. They actually suffered one of their worst losses of the year in his return against the Bengals. Um, but they again, they weathered that storm four and two without him. They found other ways to win. Uh, and then they really buttoned things up since his return. Now that he's back, the, the average yards per game is way down, closer to 100 than it was 150. So all those things together, like I mentioned, adversity just created a really tough, mentally tough, physically tough, scrappy team that just knows how to win now, knows how to fight and doesn't give up. Uh, they have far less games where they just don't show up. Um, so no matter how this week 18 game, week 18 game goes, winning they're in, losing they're out, Colts, Texans, perhaps for the AFC South Championship. Uh, they, they've had a really, really solid season. If it ends at nine and eight and no playoffs, whatever. But if it goes to 10 and seven and, and they get in the playoffs as division champs or wild card, a wild card team, they host a, a playoff game. This was a wild success and it's going to breed really, really high expectations going into 2024. Uh, so from the top down, Jim Irsay kind of taking a step back again and delegating once again to Chris Ballard. Uh, they hired Shane Steichen. Everyone has really exceeded expectations this year. 
and you know from people around indianapolis but as well as the outside media as well uh so thanks for listening to my little appreciation pod for the day uh I rambled a lot and I'm really looking forward to drinking some water. So uh, after this, remember to check out Locked On Sports Today on YouTube, the first ever 24-7 national streaming channel on YouTube. If you guys don't already, follow at Locked On Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2 on Twitter. Also subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love your ratings and reviews as well. That helps us move up the charts. Always about that movement. And with that, we will see you guys tomorrow morning for Crossover Thursday with Locked on Texans.